What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Bottom Sprocket. And today we have kind of a different video for you, a different topic. Usually we like to keep it motorcycle specific, but there have been a raft of high profile YouTubers who have been talking about quitting. Uh, the biggest one that comes to mind off the top of my head is Matt Pat. And uh, a lot of times you hear about YouTubers getting out of the game. And this is something that uh, I think rings true for myself and Whitney, that YouTube is a lot of work, uh, a lot of work. And Josh was tangentially involved in a lot of it back in the day. And you're now getting started with it again at a new position that you're working on. So it uh, should be an interesting topic. It's going to be a lot more meta today. And we're going to be talking a lot more about our experiences, but uh, it should be kind of interesting, especially if you're like me, interested in the business of YouTube, not just uh, watching videos. So let's dive. On. Okay, so the there's a lot to talk about here, a ton of stuff, um, but let's start with the first thing that sort of spurred this on and that is matt pat leaving are you guys familiar with matt pat at all absolutely not okay no. so he runs this channel or used to run this channel called the game theorists and the game theorists is a massive show that basically talks about um wild theories inside of video games so one of them was uh, oh, shoot. I can't remember one off the top of my head, but it's besides the point. He's been on YouTube forever, years and years and years. And the Game Theorist is up to like 15 million subscribers, something crazy like that. And when you've been doing it for as long as he has, and your audience is as big as he has, and the business of his channel is as big as it was, you start to understand why somebody's like, Oh man, the stress is just, it's, it's hard. And, um, I've definitely felt it, but the real thing that spurred this on for me was the, there was a reaction to this that went up. So we're literally reaction to a reaction of a video. <laughs> Rick Beato, who's a very famous guitar, YouTube, well, music YouTuber, more so than guitar, um, talks a lot about music theory. And uh, he made a video talking about how a lot of YouTubers make these I'm leaving videos. And he was like, this is a, this is a subject on YouTube that I uh, really am fascinated by. And I kind of get how you would be sort of fascinated by this idea because they all follow the same sort of uh, guide, shall we say. Do you remember back in the day when there were a ton of apology videos on YouTube? Like everybody was apologizing for something on YouTube. They had all, <laughs> the, you know, they were, they were getting yelled at by their audience and they did these apology videos and it's, I'm sorry. They're all kind of yeah. teary eyed and they're doing it to soft jangly guitar music. Well, the, the idea of these quitting videos to him is they follow the same sort of uh, the same sort of guide. And 
he was talking the biggest thing he mentioned again was the stress and he was like oh you know i don't have to do that i, I, I youtube doesn't have to be super stressful you just you know when the video's done that's when i upload the video and the biggest thing for me about that whole video that made it feel tone deaf was yeah well you have four million subscribers and you're pulling half a million views a day you have that opportunity to just not release a video but we came up in a over on Yami Noob, where we were releasing a video every single day. And nowadays, I'm releasing twice a week. And before we, before you tapped out for maternity leave, when, how often were you uploading, Whitney? Weekly, for you sure. Were weekly. Which, which, yeah, which at my subscriber count is too much work for the, the effort. Exactly. Um, and it's, it's really stressful when you don't have the bandwidth, the, the volume of views to just be like, yeah, we don't need to upload a video today or yeah, we don't need to live stream today. We can just, you know, be chilly and we'll come back fresh on Monday. How's that sound? But I guess this is where I pass it off to you guys and be like, <laughs> does it surprise you that anybody would want to bail on YouTube? It's, it it's, what tv broadcasting channels right it used to be a whole studio the cameramen the editors the people in the back the script right it used to be a whole team and now sure you can make uh quite the living doing this but now you're everybody and some of those bigger channels have teams um but most of us don't you know, or they've got an editor here, an editor there. I had an editor for a little while and it was helpful, but it, it's so much work. And then think about coming up with video topics for the rest of your life. Like that, that <laughs> makes me want to jump off the nearest cliff because it's like, I, do I care about that much shit? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and then how much of it is just this never ending fractal of meaningless algorithm dick sucking yeah and i think you also especially when you're when you hit a certain level of growth you reach a point where because like especially at an earlier stage you're doing it <clears throat> as a, a personal commitment you're trying to grow this for yourself build you know build your independence build uh that lifestyle that a lot of people want from youtube um but at a certain level, and we definitely experienced it at Yammy Noob, and I'm sure many, many of these other um, channels have experienced it, and things like TV broadcasts also experience it. You you become um, obligated to do it, uh, whether it's contractually obligated because of sponsorship deals and promises you've made and partnerships that you've taken on to help grow others' businesses, um, or it's like you have a network deal and you have to make this content i mean there's no denying that there's great things that come with the freedom of running a business like that there's awesome opportunities a lot of fun and i think running any business is going to be a whole lot of work and a lot of stress um but yeah i don't know i don't know where that line is and i don't know um who's who's doing it best right who's who's got it figured out to where it's like this is definitely the way this is the level where you can kind of let off the gas a little bit and just enjoy um interacting with your audience and making fun content yeah i think that 
uh, one thing that, all right, so we're going to check one of the boxes here for talking about YouTube, because if you ever make a video on YouTube, talking about <laughs> making videos for YouTube, one of the things that you have to check in the box is, uh, we're not, we're not saying this job sucks because it's an awesome job. You know, I'm running my own business, uh, for a couple of years we were doing awesome stuff, just goofing around with motorcycles. But the reality is, is that's a sliver of what we're, what we're doing. The stuff that people see on YouTube, the videos that y'all see, that's a, that's an afternoon of filming, you know? Um, whereas a lot of the work that goes into it, you just don't see, uh, to give you an idea. I've been sitting here all day long editing this one video that is currently 11 minutes and 27 seconds. And I've been working on this video for 18 working hours at this point, probably. Um, and a lot of folks see the video and they're like, oh, this is an 11 minute video. And you're like, yeah, it's an 11 minute video. But it didn't take 11 minutes to make. It didn't take 11 minutes to make. Um, I've been in and out of the garage trying to capture shots. I've been uh, doing voiceover and writing the scripts for that. I've been sitting here and editing the transitions and all that stuff. And it sort of just stacks up. And then I realize, oh, shit, I have to jump in and film these podcasts <laughs> with Josh and Whitney. They sent me some DMs on or uh, some notifications on our discord yeah, we were worried about you we're like he's never missed a pod is he dead <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i was just i was sitting in the editing dungeon trying to finish this video up because i'm so close to getting it done and as soon as we're done here i need to hop back into that so that i can get it up on the patreon and up to the discord folks and uh it does become kind of stressful because you're just you're constant there's always the next deadline you know what i mean and uh, we actually each three have very different looks into this sort of space. So when I was, what I do now is I do all of it, right? I do all of the business development. I do all of the filming. I do all of the scripting. I do all of the YouTube stuff. Um, all of the finance, like, oh man, after I get done <laughs> uploading this video, I got to sit and start tax. working on my taxes. Yeah, baby. <laughs> So all of that stuff is on my plate right now, but I got my start just as a production manager, essentially every single video, uh, with, you know, relative exceptions went through me at almost every stage. Um, you know, we, we would sit and write the <clears throat> scripts and then come in and film and then I'd watch the edit and then I'd send some stuff edit, back edit, and then yeah. I'd upload it and all that stuff. So that's kind of my background is like the production manager part of it. Um, as well as being on screen, but Whitney, you were kind of, you were, you were camera dude, Whitney for a while. And you were then, you know, video on screen human. You were also big editor. Um, and then Josh, you were business development. So I'd kind of like to kick it over to you guys and hear your thoughts from that kind of angle. Cause 
we each have that own that different view towards the business side of YouTube that people might not see. Yeah, I think um, you wear a lot of hats when you work for YouTube channels. Um, and I've worked for multiple YouTube channels. And, you know, at Yammy Noob, it was the biggest one. It's like, oh, you can do this. You're going to do this too. And you're going to do this. And you're going to do that. And you're going to do this. And then it was like we were always on call because we released so many videos. So if there was a fuck up, you had to, Jake, I'm sure a million times in the middle of the night, get up and change something. Or I remember editing videos in the jungle on a generator <laughs> like, <laughs> because there was no stopping. Mm -hmm. um, and for a while, we were all chasing that one million subscriber thing. And that's that was that was pushing a lot of us. But it's funny you start hitting those those goals and then you plateau you know it, it's like where are you getting the fuel in your tank anymore like what's grad or what's satisfying you what's an accomplished goal when there's always an upload or when there's always something that needs to be done and then you just get burnt out yeah i think you hit on <clears throat> that point really well that like audiences people that are viewers get caught up in the activities and the persona of the channel and think that it's just a window into their life. And these are the awesome fun things that they love to do. And I'm just watching some of some of their day. Um, and these are the, all the things they would do normally, but now it's on video and there's definitely content like that, but <clears throat> you forget that so many of these channels are just trying to be successful YouTube channels that what, that what that matters at the end of the day, is the numbers at the bottom of the screen and how much money you're getting from YouTube. And it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll make content about all, you know, whatever it is, you know, for some channels they'll make, they'll make anything if it's um, going to be successful in the algorithm. And um, that definitely throws a wrench into the fun aspect of um, what a lot of audience members just don't, don't quite comprehend that it's not just it's not just doing the stuff in the videos doing something in a video that's entertaining is a vehicle to be able to earn the paycheck from youtube mm -hmm. but at the end of the day you're just wanting to make the money and my experience has been a lot more of making youtube valuable to other businesses so through sponsorships through partnerships who want to grow um, because there is, there's a huge value to a business of having the attention, but not only the attention, the, um, the parasocial relationship and the trust that comes with um, working with a creator and their audience. Um, so I sold a lot of sponsorship deals. Um, I would, you know, manage all of the relationships with a lot of businesses and, and manufacturers and other organizations that we would work for. And sometimes that's like, straight account management and just keeping these people happy, letting them know that their project is on time and on track and going great and um, finding ways to make the numbers look as good as possible um, or giving them uh, ideas and recommendations on how they can track it and feel good about it and get the most out of it. Um, but a lot of the time it was just, um, yeah, thinking about where, where where else can money come from? <laughs> where where else can we get some more money? What's the new new idea? And how do we how do we um, how do we sell more stuff to these people? Or what 
and, and a lot of the times, and you guys experienced this as I started to be more successful when we were all working together, um, the things that I would come up, came up with started to really influence the content that you guys would be executing on to where, you know, if there was enough money on the hook, you'd make what, what was on the bullet point list of what we had to make. Um, so there, what you're talking about is you're talking about the dedicated video. That's a, that's, that, that's what sponsors want, right? Sponsors want you to make a video about their product. So, uh, let's see, here we go. <clears throat> Razor makes this, this is, I think the Wolverine two or whatever. This is their fancy Xbox controller and Razor would approach, uh, me or channel a and they would be like all right we want a dedicated video about this thing and that's worth x amount of dollars and then they're like you have to make an entire video about this and then i look and i'm like how the <laughs> fuck do i make an entire video about this and, and they don't get upset the audience get that. nobody wants to watch that it's like i've had uh oh manufacturers God. approach me who say you know we need a dedicated video about this bag I'm like a bag. I can't do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or we, I just got one. Uh, we've got this tire inflator and we need a dedicated video. I'm like, no, <laughs> it's, a, it's like never going to happen because no. nobody's going to watch that. Yeah. It's, it's really hard um, to sort of thread that needle. And uh, I know a lot of people are sitting there being like, Oh, well, they're going to pay you. So just do it. And it's like, sure. But if you make a video that's just clearly selling out, people aren't going to watch anything else that you do. Yeah, then you're going to spend 17 hours editing a 10-minute video. Yeah. So how much is that worth? You know, um, recent example, I did the, uh, do I have it right here? Yes. Um, it's 360, Ace Pro. Uh, I did a video on this one, and it got 3,000 views. Woo! 3,000. <laughs> You're like, thanks um, for taking my, uh, my views and stuff. And it's, it, it's not their fault. It's not their fault. They like, um, and this is actually a video that I wanted to make, uh, because the instant 360 ace pro is actually kind of cool. Um, and I have a, I have a deep affinity for all kinds of action cameras. Cause these are the things that I use all the time. I'm literally talking to one right now. Um, so I like checking these out and I like showing off how cool they are because this one's actually a really great vlogging camera. And that was kind of the point of my video. But at the end of the day, this is a motorcycle channel and people, people aren't really looking for the 15 to 20 minute product review of something that's not motorcycle related. And this is tangentially motorcycle related and it's a great product. And I stood by the video that I made, but people just didn't, didn't want to see it. And the people who did watch it, they liked it and it was a valuable piece of content for them, but people rather not see successful. a fire do 190 down to Dallas highway. Yeah. And that's kind of what a lot of people want to do. They just want to see you go in, balls to the wall or goofing around or, you know, uh, reviewing movie scenes from <laughs> motorcycle movie scenes or smart helmets or smart yeah. helmets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of the companies, cause 
this is rel- this is this is relatively new in the world of business and as a form of marketing. And I think what a lot of people don't understand is that they think that running a YouTube ad with a creator, not like not like a pre-roll ad, like a like paying the creator to include the ad in the video is like paid media, paid advertising, where I can go on Facebook and I can set a budget. And if I've got the money to it, that's going to be shoved down the throat of however many people I choose to pay for. And it's treated that way by so many um, promoters, by so many people who want to run ads for this stuff. But but the the magic of it is is earned media when mm-hmm. when people can create situations. Um, Red Bull is my primary example for what earned marketing is. Right, you do stuff that's so cool that people can't look away from that they want to see so badly and is so awesome and worthy of their attention that they happen to also see the brand there, you know, like the and, video where Red Bull got um, the hypercar, the boat, the jet. Uh, they got Danny Pedrosa on the MotoGP bike. Um, they got all of them lined up and had them, you know, go all out and see which one's fastest. And of course, Danny Pedrosa fucking smoked <laughs> everybody yeah. because he's like, he's like four foot tall and weighs, you know, 60 pounds on the back of a 300 horsepower motorcycle. So of course he absolutely walloped everybody. But uh, you realize that that's a giant ad for Red Bull, but because everything is just Red Bull branded to, to heck and back. But it's just riveting. It's a riveting yep. piece of content. Could, could you ever imagine a video where someone says, hey, I'd like to take a minute to thank our sponsor, Red Bull, for this video. Their new flavor is the best <laughs> thing I have ever tasted. It tastes just like X, Y, and Z. Run out to your local this or that, or go down, hit the link in the video, and order a 12-pack of these awesome new Red Bulls. Never like, in a million years. No, no they're never going to do it. <laughs> Unless you're butt naked popping a wheelie on an H2 or something. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it was a joke. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, but that's, and that's, I think it's going that way. It will get that way, but also like being at that table where, um, and I'm now I've been on both sides of the table where I'm, I'm the business making the ask of the creator. And I've been on the side working for the creator, negotiating with the business to be able to come out of those meetings and, and and meet minds so that you understand what this project is really going to look like a lot of the time the business has no idea a lot of the time the business doesn't even watch the creators videos they don't Mm -hmm. care they're not an audience member they don't know what your videos are like all they want is how many of your products are sold and so it is such a task to come up with ideas that create content that is so worthy of being watched but still can somehow center your product or your service or something like that that is so much harder to do and takes so much more work than to just say hey and between 60 to 90 seconds and make sure at least three of these five talking points are mentioned Mm -hmm. um which is such an easier thing to do and probably the way that so many more businesses go um but yeah that's i don't know that that's my two cents from from being at that negotiating table a lot and seeing projects that have been extraordinarily successful um, and also ones that are super not successful. <laughs> but I think then a lot of people would say, okay, well then just don't do the sponsorship thing. And that's when you get back to 
YouTube just does not reward you enough for the work that you put into it. It they didn't just it don't. used to like didn't wasn't it kind of like a, a a grab bag a free for all before the apocalypse? Yeah, you used to you had channels that were making a lot more money for sure. Um, it was it was definitely in its heyday. It was a lot better, um, but nowadays it's just holy cow. Um, yeah, like I got docked for having background music on an unlisted live stream and mm -hmm. I was forever removed from the homepage. And I'm sure the person, Matt Pat, that you're talking about, the stress that comes mm -hmm. with 15 million subscribers, I'm assuming a whole team, um, there's still like these teeny little eggshells you got to walk on. Right. And if you step on it, you're fucked. And then, and then what, you know, yeah, we, we all want to have fun, but spite you and I talk about how like every time we get on a motorcycle, there's usually a camera involved, which is yep. sad. It, it shouldn't always be that way. Yeah. Um, but then you kind of just get stuck in that. And that's how, you know, you end up a successful spites corner channels because you are always bringing a camera with you and you are living that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, to give people kind of just a general idea, uh, so there's 52 weeks in a year because this is in my, in my brain just because I'm dealing with taxes right now. Um, I let, let's see, hold on. Uh, so to get from you know a total number of cash you made, it's divided by 52 to get per week, right? And then you divide it by 40 for hours, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah roughly. So, uh, total, uh, assuming that I worked 40 hours a week, the average amount of cash that I earned from YouTube was, uh, in 40 hours, I would earn $14. 14 bucks an hour. Uh, no, that would be like a dollar an hour. Oh, you're and saying... You're saying $14 a week. Yeah, $14 a week. Yeah. That's not it. Yeah, it's That's uh it. it's, it's rough. Assuming I did that math right. Um I think it was close <laughs> to like $500 a week, so maybe $14 a day. That's it, $14 a day. Um So yeah. And then That's rough. And then, and then once you do a few of those sponsorship deals and you realize that it's an eight hundred dollar check, a five hundred dollar check, six thousand dollar check, yeah, six thousand dollar check, a big check, right? For you know what is really a, only a couple hours of editing and maybe an hour of recording with the product, then you start to understand why why creators need to do that so much. They have um, to, yeah, yeah. And YouTube's making a lot of money on that. I mean, you just do some quick math on it as an advertiser. Like, you know, you may pay two cents for play of your ad or something like mm -hmm. that. Maybe, maybe, maybe more, you know, if you're in a, a really high CPM category, um, you know, you may pay 20 cents for every time your ad is played or something like that. And if that video got 50,000 views and they were paid 20 cents on every single time that that ad got play, paid, played, <laughs> um, is that like a, like 
$10,000 or something like that, that YouTube has now collected on the mm -hmm. ads that they're showing before your video plays. Um, and maybe the ad that they play in the middle of your video, if it's long enough. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, the, the creator doesn't come close to that. Uh, not, not in anywhere close to it. And there's little you can do to affect that. So the math on it is basically the creator makes uh, about, at least the claim from YouTube is you, the creator makes about 55% uh, of uh, revenue based on what their video generates. In my experience, it's closer to 30%. So uh, the amount of money that YouTube gives us is a fraction of the money that we actually earned, which is tough because what it means is it's you're really relying on individual hits you're in you're relying on a video to really to really pop off to uh to to make sure that you're gonna make rent for for a month which is why a lot of people bring in patreon and i've had a patreon for uh 18 months to to almost to almost a year and a half something like that um and the folks on Patreon literally make it so that I can do this job. Without the people on Patreon, I could not do this. The channel would be dead in the water because of the amount of work that it takes. I would have two full-time jobs. Um, and sometimes this is basically two full-time jobs. I'll, I Very rarely do I work a 40-hour work week. It's usually like closer to 60, you know? Yeah. And a lot um, of people to get their start do do that. They have to like, yeah, you want to if, if you don't have a, a, a launching board to to get you some good traction at the beginning, then, yeah, that's exactly what you're going to do. You're grinding it out while you're working a full time job to pay rent. And this is why, like Whitney, where you're at, it's like, why, why even bother? Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like pushing a boulder uphill up a hill because it's a lot. It's just as much work. And also, it's like, I don't have the deals that Spite you have, but without having somebody like Josh, they're up your ass. And you're like, I'm busy filming the thing, and then I'm busy editing the thing, and then I'm, you know, and now you need to know every 10 hours how it's going. So <laughs> it, yeah. it's, it's nutty. And it's also like, for not a lot, um, they can be pretty demanding. So that's why for a lot of, a lot of, it, I get emails all the time about stuff that people want to see on the channel. Uh, it's usually like um, I get a lot of Amazon parts. So I had a company that makes Amazon mirrors being like, hey, uh, <laughs> let's do oh. a dedicated video about some mirrors. And I was like, <laughs> no, no, yeah. because For uh, these $30 I've, mirrors. Yeah. I'm not, first of all, that you're not going to like the video I'm going to make. And second of all, uh, th these guys are basically like, yeah, we'll just, we'll send you the mirrors. That's payment. <laughs> and yeah. jo Josh is laughing because he realizes how much value an individual video really has. I'd be working, yeah. I'd be working for, for you and I'd be like, okay, go ahead. Send me the mirrors. I'll take a look at them. You'll get an Instagram. We'll see. Story. <laughs> yeah. I was like, here's the thing. I need to see these mirrors first. Before I give you a yes or no. So go ahead and send them. Here's my home address. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll take a look at them for you. And mm -hmm. then uh, you might hear back from me. <laughs> it's even worse in my position because I see how much 
you work and how stressful it is mm-hmm. and how it's like more more money more problems i'm like i'm over here making 13 bucks on a pan am vlog in about 12 <laughs> minutes and it took 15 minutes to edit mm-hmm. you know versus like high effort stuff where it's tough it's really tough it's one if i had never seen the back end or you never worked on a big channel this is fun it's all fun yeah you're trying to make your name you're trying to be your own boss but like when you go to the top and then like me you go to some other channels and you go god damn that's a lot of fucking work Mm -hmm. um and i don't want to hate bikes because working at yammy noob made me start to hate bikes and that is a crime that should honestly be a punishable crime yeah. And it's I think hard to do. Yeah. I think it's important to say though it's not it's YouTube that demanded that kind of pressure that made you do that. Not you know we're not dogging on anybody in particular. The the complaint is more with the system of YouTube here. Um, yeah, and- well, and it's 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 a it's a feedback loop, right? It's like well, we can only do the thing that's big, and you can only you know we got to do what people want to see. Well, they only watch three minutes of the video and. I mean, it's just like a crazy dodecahedron type mill and the grist mm. is fatty. Yeah, it's um, it's difficult because I've had I've had a handful of videos that I I finished it and I was like. Oh, no, crush it. <laughs> which is it's that kind of thought process is almost guaranteed to make the video a certified non-banger can you say that one more time yeah you froze damn it so one of the things that kind of frustrates me a lot on youtube uh is when i'm sitting there and i'm editing a video and i'm like this is a banger i've got an awesome title i've got an awesome thumbnail and uh i just feel so good i'm super proud of what happened and um you put it up and nothing nothing it tanks yeah. you're like fuck yes. it's it, knowing that you've made an awesome video is like one of the best ways to make sure that the video does not pop off at all <laughs> and you're you're sort of chasing that you're chasing that dragon right you want every video to just be banger after banger and it's it's hard, man. Um, and then what happens is you make a vlog, you know, next week goes to the moon <laughs> and it goes to the moon. And then you're like, why? <laughs> and then you try to do that same kind of vlog again. And then no, nothing, nothing like um, my uh, motorcycle scenes. So first motorcycle movie scenes did really well. Second one, no, nothing. You know, it did, it did okay. It did fine. Let's see, where is it at right now? You got a long tail. The first one. Because you're totally uh, not in control. Like, that's the thing. You could do the same exact thing twice, but the temperament of the algorithm is going to change day to day, week to week, based Mm on seasonality. So many factors. So, so many factors. The budget, how many people are spending on ads, like so many things influence uh, how often a video is going to get recommended or not um, Mm -hmm. that really you're not really in control. You're beholden to it, um, which is something that we're all very aware of. 
Yeah, the uh, the first motorcycle movie scenes did upwards. Let's see here, b- 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 one hundred and sixty-two thousand views, and then the second motorcycle movie scenes, twenty-nine thousand views. So that, that's a big difference too. That's a precipitous. Well, the the first thumbnail was like really really good, and then I thought I had a really good one, and it just did terribly. So I switched it up, and if I went in and made a third one, I might be able to increase it a little bit. But at you a certain did. point, I just need to walk away from a project. Did you change the title at all mm-hmm. after you? Yeah. yeah, I did a title and thumbnail change after about an hour because it did like 200 yeah. views in an hour. Boom! Yeah, it was real bad. And then now it's sort of just middle of the pipeline, which is fine. I was just sort of expecting it to be this sort of vein that I could keep coming back to. Um, And that's not to say that I won't do any more because they're really fun. But, you know, now it's going to be like once every couple of months instead of once a month, you know. So, Spike, you see these other people quitting. You've seen this trend of like, I'm done. What is your is your tank full? Do you feel satiated? Do you feel like you're at a good spot? Do you feel like you know, now that you've been on your own for a while, are you, what are you, where are you at? That's tough. Yeah. That's tough. So I will say at the end of this last year in December, uh, December was a really hard month. It was a really, really hard month. Not be, the channel was doing great in December. It, I had, the helmet video, the smart helmet video pop off. I had the um, first movie scenes video, which actually got demonetized. So I didn't earn any revenue off of it, but it created a lot of new subscribers. It created a lot of engagement in the channel, contributed to a lot of views. So I don't even care. I don't even care that it didn't generate revenue because at the end of the day, it might have been a couple hundred bucks, which sure, okay. it's a lot of Diet Coke, but <laughs> uh, that's worth less to me than the channel views generally are. But I almost never took time off. I never really was able to take time off at, at Yami Noob, and that was just that was just sort of the 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 pace that we were going at. And I'm sure if I walked away and if we talked to Yam and be like, hey, I'm gonna go on a vacation for a couple of days, he'd be fine with that. But it would have been really hard for me to get to a point where I could truly walk away from the uh walk away from the keyboard. Yeah, this follows you home. It's in your it pocket. Re- it's in your pocket, man. You're all, and I'm always getting emails. I'm always getting notifications. And then we've got discords. We're always getting hit up on that. <laughs> and I'm always checking my analytics. You know, I check my analytics first thing in the morning, last thing at night. That's not good. I should stop doing that. Um, I'm trying to set it up so I don't work past five anymore. But anyway, uh, I was getting to the point you know, before the holidays where I was just like, I don't know, man, I don't know if I have it in me anymore. And then I took, uh, I went up to the Midwest, saw my family for a little while. And then I came back here to Texas and I didn't film for, uh, I didn't film for 
week when I was back in Texas. I was doing a little bit of things here and there. I was talking to sponsors because they were like, hey, let's get a deal going for 2024. And I was like, yeah, I want to like flying eyes. I was talking with uh, my guy over at flying eyes who I love working with them. They're an awesome sponsorship and they're a local team. And um, so I was talking with them and I was like, damn, I really want to make a video. I really <laughs> want to make a video. And then I went out and I made six videos in one day. What the f- Fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I made six videos in You're one so day. Weird. Oh. And now I'm getting back to the point where I'm like, all right, I'll make a video today, and then tomorrow I'll make two videos, and then I'm gonna go hang out with my buddy Ben. I'm gonna get him on a bike, and we'll go film a video. Then, um, I get into the when I take time off, I start to miss doing this because this is yeah. so much fun. It's so much fun when you boil it down to its component parts. It's fun. And that's the best part about it. The worst part about it is you never get to walk away. You don't yeah, or, have time away. Or practicing self-restraint and not checking it right when you wake up. Or at Friday, on Friday evening, you're done for the weekend. Or, you know, setting up those boundaries for yourself. True. But, you know, then think about, okay, uh, what happens if you don't have everything done? for your next video slot and your next video slot is two days away. Like I need to, like I said at the top, I'm going to have to sit down and edit some more for the rest of tonight. Yeah. Well, you've got one editor, you know, so it can be hard to, if you've got a one person team or a two person team to uh, schedule super far out. Yeah. I was, I was working with my uh, editor, great egret. Um, He is, I've got him editing two weeks out now. So, uh, just so that we can make sure that we're not up against it. He's not working his ass off. Um, it's more important for me, for anybody who's working on the channel to, because it's, it's not their channel. It's not their, their take pride in their work, but the only one who should be suffering over any of these issues should be me. So if he's got issues, I need him to have more time to edit. So, that means that I need to do a little bit more work in the short term so that in the long term, theoretically, we don't have to work. But lots of respect for that. Not all employers feel that way. No, so, it's it's uh, it, it. This is this is at the end of the day. It, it, so if it's, you know, profit sharing situation, uh, but I, I just pay the folks who work with me an hourly rate um, or or a mm-hmm. percentage based on uh, earned revenue. So, um, it's, it's not worth somebody's time to bust their ass. So I don't expect them to, you know, uh, but busting my ass is the only way that I make my ends meet. So I'm sitting here just like fucking working my ass off, but I don't want to walk away because walking away would mean that I can't do this anymore. And I don't, I don't think I have any skill that's transferable to anything other than making dumb internet videos. Well, you're good at it. You're really good at it. And it's, it's not true. It's not true. (laughs) You and I've had definitely conversations about this before. I mean, even, even the, the problems that you're experiencing and talking about are 
such standard problems in a business, right? Mm -hmm. Learning how to manage a team, learning how to manage your time, learning how to, you know, stay sane <laughs> with, with all of your work and how much you care about it. Um, yeah, it's not true, but you are really good at it. You are very, very good at it. So. Well, I appreciate that. But how about how about you guys? Are you are you you're you're Josh? You're jumping back into the belly of the beast, and Whitney, you're getting back yeah. on the horse with your channel for twenty four. Uh, where as yeah. we're wrapping up, where your head's at with it all? I mean, I'm I'm fine saying that the, by the time this comes out, I'll probably have already accepted a new offer at a different shop that does it's super only cool. Is pretty Super cool. cool. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll do more of an official announcement of it soon. But uh, it's only a motorcycle shop, pretty much only a sport bike shop, um, specializing in sport bikes, um, selling Aprilias, and um, it should be pretty cool. And they want to make videos, right? They want they want other marketing things as well. But they've got a lot of that that they're doing. <laughs> um, so I'll be very involved in that, and I'll be able to make videos regularly on every single bike in the lineup and on every single bike that comes through the door um get to just ride these bikes talk about them and do fun stuff with them and hopefully also if the opportunity comes my way be able to engage with the brand in cool ways because Aprilia does a lot of cool stuff um they make very cool bikes and they do a lot of cool stuff they tune a lot of bikes there at the shop as well um so yeah, that should be a lot of fun and I'm excited about that. But you know my this is a very different way of doing it than than you both do right this is not a not a freelance thing it's it's a salaried job i'm also going to sell the bikes as well so I'll, I'll also be a licensed salesman so that i can uh, you know you can watch a video of me and then hit me up and i can sell you the bike as well that's that's the ideally the way we're looking at putting it together but we'll see um so yeah it's going to be very different right i will have to report to a, an office a shop you know monday through friday and um be much more of a traditional rigid structure of a job. I'll get to do some of the fun stuff that, that you guys get to enjoy doing, shooting video, being on camera, editing video, um, dealing with YouTube and stuff like that. Um, but it is, uh, it is very different and the stakes are so different too. Obviously I want it to work out, but my check is not guaranteed on view count, you know? Um, so I don't know. It's, it'll, it'll definitely add an interesting perspective to this conversation. Once I start pulling my hair out, um, trying to figure out why things aren't working, <laughs> um, which is inevitable, but, uh, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. I'm optimistic. I'm, I'm so excited. I've been missing getting on a bike with a GoPro, you know, and you put out, um, our conversation about bikes with, with too much tech, um, on your channel spite. Like it just reminded me how much, how much fun that is to do. Um, and this has been my only interaction doing a lot of stuff like that ever since I got really tied up in so much administrative work at GeForce to, to shoot fun content. Um, so yeah, no, nah, we'll see, but I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I think getting to do the fun part, making the videos and, and engage with folks is, is going to be pretty cool. As long as I get opportunities to engage with the industry, that's one of the things I miss a lot working with you know, a broad swath of uh, creators and brands and event people and doing fun events and stuff like that. Um, if I can get back into doing more of that, then uh, I think I'll be pretty happy with it. What about you, Whitney? And not, not just making videos, but making Aprilia videos, Josh. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. That's the best brand you could be working with at this point. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. 
Yeah, I know. So we'll see how the, the time is ticking before I am uh, having Aprilia in the garage. I think I, I was hitting you up asking about the Tuono because I don't know. I want and here's Josh saying, look, I don't want a Tuono 660. I want an <laughs> yeah, Tuono. If I'm gonna yes. get if I'm gonna get a Tuono, I'm gonna get a real one. None of this, none of this 660 beginner bike stuff. I was about to say Cause... I was like the 1100 is perfect for Josh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I don't know if it's perfect for the longevity of Josh, but it's, uh, it's definitely gonna be, bring a big smile to my my face to have a bike that spits flames. Mm -hmm. and, you know, is deafening because uh, yeah, those are just such cool bikes. Yeah, we've got a dyno like they've got a dyno. You know shop there at the at the dealership that they do all kinds of you know builds and race builds and things like that so um it would only make sense for me to have a totally tricked out fire breathing v4 like it's gonna have to happen <laughs> oh and then yeah then there's me right where it's like six thousand subscribers i'm too unhinged to really feed the algorithm what it needs and it hurts my soul sometimes but at the same time it's so much fun and i that's my mantra for 2024 is like i'm just here to have fun we're talking about going to the track all three of us like crescent yes. hanging out having fun that's the kind of stuff i'm gonna stick to versus really trying to grow it in a way where it's like i don't want to get i don't want to get a ball and chain to subjects that i'm not really invested in you know or clickbaity titley crap and you know it's it's tough for a person like me who's just wants to swear and constantly get demonetized as, as if it was my middle name so but i can't stop making videos either spite like i don't it, you can't like it's just it's in your blood now and it's infected your brain and it's who you are and you know i'm an audiophile I love taking pictures and shooting video and I love motorcycles. So it combines all those things. So if I just stay focused on that um, and this podcast is super fun, like getting to talk about bikes fills up, you know, a special tank for that too. It's keeping it fun is all that matters. And I, and I can get, I can get real dark if I'm like, why am I doing this? Why am I making it so hard on myself? You know, I've, I've got two little kids. So like my spending my time in an appropriate way. Um, but I know that I need to make sure that I'm not sacrificing who I am. Cause then I wouldn't be a cool mom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. it's, I feel like we're a well, tri trifecta right now. It's like, you've got every different, you know, point of view. And, and not to say that you're a mother to your audience by, by any means, <laughs> but a similar point <laughs> Is that you two are, I mean, you two are like, they're like the examples. I'm not going to use that ugly I word, but like you two are like, you know, you live this stuff, right? And that's, that's why people respond so well to your content. And that's, uh, you know, if there's something to, to keep at the center of is just to remember to, to keep doing the things that you want to do in the most fun way possible. Cause that's why people show up to follow you in the beginning, right? Because they're inspired by, you know, the independence and the bravery that it takes to go on your own and to do this stuff and to, to build your channels. And, um, 
Yeah, no, I mean, you, you, you inspire people, right? So, so, so at some level, you know, forget the algorithm and keep doing stuff that, that, you know, you love, because that really is what draws people to you, I think. Yeah, I think uh, Whitney hit the nail on the head with the fun part of it, too. Um, one of the things I'm going to do this year, uh, I really want to try to do this every week if I can, um, is the idea of, I, I, it's a working title, but it's Saturdays with Spite where it's no, it's literally the Seinfeld show. It's a show about nothing. It's just me doing some stuff on bikes and talking about stuff. And then the video goes up, you know, it's, it's a little bit um, in the shade tree surgeon model where shade tree just kind of like does a thing with bikes. Mm. And I love those videos. That's part of the reason why I love what shade tree does is because it's, it's him doing stuff about bikes and then he's just like a title thumbnail wizard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, so that's kind of what I want to try to capture with one of my video formats. Um, obviously, the reviews and the news stuff is going to stay there. The um, opinion pieces. I've got one coming out about Buell, which is going to which is going to ruffle some feathers. Um, cool. Very but, cool. Uh, which I think we could have a whole conversation about. Uh, micro manufacturers as a podcast idea. And we also need Eric Buell on the show. Yeah, they reached oh, out yeah. and I never heard back. I never heard back. And I was like, oh, let's get Josh on a it. It. Yeah, Josh, business development. Right, our- <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll get working on it. <laughs> yeah, but- if we don't all make it to a, a, a camp out this year, I'm going to be pretty bummed about it, honestly. Oh, we definitely a, will. A shade tree sure. camp out. Oh my gosh, that'd be so much fun. <laughs> that or uh, the get on in Sturgis again. Sturgis get on is so much fun. It's oh yeah, so much fun. And now I'm gonna bring my hawk. I'm gonna bring the hawk 250 because I'm gonna sell a KLR, and then I'm just gonna be like <laughs> freaking um, Clint Eastwood on his little donkey in a uh, fistful of dollars. That's Not perfect because his- I'm gonna be on a Touareg. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I think on that note, guys, we ought to wrap this one up. We're getting on to 55 minutes. So. <laughs> Any final parting thoughts on uh, the the wide, wonderful world of YouTube? I'm glad I met you guys because, man, it does feel the camaraderie. If we didn't have camaraderie, what's the point? Mm-hmm. It can get lonely, man. When you no don't have way. folks you're working with, it can get so lonely so fast. No, thank you. I, You know, it's... the 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 best memories i have was all of us and derek like we're all out there having fun and that was the best part we did some awesome stuff and i stand by every video we made uh with very 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 few exceptions every video we poured a lot of effort (laughs) into and made some really really great stuff and we still do so um, yeah so go ride with your friends Go ride with your friends. Go ride with your dang friends. (laughs) That's how a lot of YouTube channels start, man, is go ride with your friends and go have fun. That's all we're trying to do. 2024, let's all have fun. There you go. Yep. Next week, we're going to talk about 2024 plans. Oh, are we? Is that the plan? (laughs) I think we should. We tried to basically here at the end of this episode. True. Well, yeah, let's do some 2024 plans and then, I don't know, have have something else in the back pocket for next yeah. time. But on that note, guys, we'll catch you in the next one. Hopefully you enjoyed this one. We do have a 1,000 subscribers, but we are still trying to grow. 
this whole podcast situation. Uh, Speaking of sponsors, we need them. All right. So trying to get some, uh, some uh, interviews going on. I'm going to hog tie shade tree surgeon, get him on here. Cause that would be fun. And then, uh, you know, we'll just onward and upward. So we will catch you guys in the next one. See you later. <laughs>